John Voigt fan club members, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits about John Voigt, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and maybe sneak in some Sweet Mary Jane, which I'm sure John Voigt is probably not a fan of. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and I have a sweetie meal, a sweetie meal waiting for me. Sweetie. Sweetie. But it's Brianna. <laughs> I wish I had the sweetie meal. I got the the BTS meal, which wasn't that exciting. The sauce was fine. And today we'll oh, be watching the yeah. 2021 American science fiction thriller film Reminiscence. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. And I will also let her finish her thought about the McDonald's meal that she ate. That she almost interrupted me about. Uh, no, that's about it. I would just like to um, mention your other podcast that you have with your other podcast friend, Max, who I would like to shout out right now in a negative way, and he called me a racist. <laughs> <laughs> for what? For, for what? Because I didn't, he claims, you both claim, oh, first of all, the podcast is Dope Flicks. Check it out. Thank you. I wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. But he claimed and you claimed that I didn't like Idris Elba in the new Sonic because I didn't like the first Sonic. And it wasn't that I didn't like the first Sonic. I liked it. I just didn't like Sonic's voice. You didn't like John Ralphio as Sonic. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's not his name. <laughs> well, it's it's John Ralphio essentially. Yeah, I just I didn't I couldn't wrap my like my little brain around that one. It but was that has nothing to do with when I asked you about I just Elva playing Knuckles and you went, eh. yeah. I just I don't know. Like again, not because I'm a racist. I just I'm not getting. I don't know why they're picking these people for the the animated like characters. Sounds like a barrel of racism to me. Tidbits. <laughs> the movie of the night, ladies and gentlemen, is Reminiscence. It is written and directed... Is it Reminiscence or Reminisce? I thought it was Reminiscence. Pretty sure it's Reminiscence. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that spelled different? Okay, uh, you're going to make me fucking... Br Brianna, it's Reminiscence. Okay, let's go, let's go. It's Reminiscence. Don't yell at me. You... Listen, sweetie. <laughs> written and directed by Lisa Joy in her feature film debut... She's in high demand right now, Brianna, and you probably don't even know who she is. Um, I do. She's the co-creator of Westworld, who just inked a deal with Amazon to do a show based on the game Fallout. Her career path is kind of interesting. I guess she was in law school, and she was taking the bar, and she wrote a, like a, like a burn notice pilot, like spec pilot, and passed it on to a friend who passed it on to a producer who got her a job on burn notice. Super bizarre. I love that show. <laughs> I I I bet most people do. She clearly loved it enough to write a spec screenplay about it. Uh, so she's for the last ten years just been working away, and obviously she's got a hit in Westworld. And Amazon is hoping she can deliver the same thing for the Fallout show. This movie, Reminiscence, she wrote it and directed it, as I stated. It does star Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Twandy Newton. Good old Twandy. <laughs> That's not how you say your name. <laughs> it's to handy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen uh you ever seen Hugh Jackman's wife? 
Yeah, she looks like a very nice person. She looks like somebody who should not be married to Hugh Jackman, but that's just me. She also looks like she would fuck you up if you ever said that she didn't belong with Hugh Jackman. So yeah. I think she's a very nice lady, and she's a lovely person, and good for her. I bet she's nutso in the bed. I, there's got to be something. There's like, there's there's something. She probably eats his butthole or something crazy like that. Also, though, I was thinking about it. Hugh Jackman went to, he went to, uh... You know, he went to acting school, and I got I, nothing against people who went to acting school, obviously, but I got a feeling that he was a bit of a nerd in his day. And uh, I feel like he had to really build himself up to be the Hugh Jackman he is. Yeah, today. I, I I kind of agree with that. He's a he's a great great singer, great dancer, uh, great thespian, and uh, that comes with some some side effects of not being the the coolest guy in the bunch. Not saying anything about Hugh Jackman. Obviously, he's very cool. Uh, not an opinion, a fact. But yeah, I got got a feeling that uh, she came along, ate his butthole a little bit, and he was like, I'm sold. This is, I'm I'm good to go on this. Uh, That's all I need to know. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she probably followed him to New Orleans and Miami where they filmed this movie in late 2019. Um, probably going to get some cool shots of this. Probably going to get some cool shots of maybe some butthole eating. Probably not, though. One could hope, because as of right now, Brian, it has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, based on 1.5 thousand reviews. It has a 36% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, based on 97 reviews, and it has a 40% audience score, uh, based on less than 50 reviews. It doesn't have, it does not have a Metacritic score yet, because I guess not enough people have reviewed it. It is the Friday that it just came out, and is on HBO Max, for the record. 83% of Google users like this movie. So the Hogs, when I checked this morning, 87% of Google's u- Google users liked it. So 4% drop under 8 hours. Wow. So that's, that's not looking great. Not looking great. We'll see where it stands next Friday. If you got any tidbits, Brianna? What are your expectations? Like, wh- you got anything to say about Hugh Jackman and his, maybe his, his butthole eating wife? Um, only Lena Dunham allows butthole eating in movies and shows, so... Fuck Lena Dunham. Rapist. <laughs> any <laughs> I don't have any tidbits. I just know that I really enjoy Westworld, even though the last season was a little weird. Um, a little, a little confusing, but that's fine. That's me. I get confused really easily. I'm uh, eager to see this. Lisa Joy is the sister-in-law of Christopher Nolan, so we are in for either a hot pile of shit or something that'll just confuse us. Yeah. Really bad. Makes sense that Twandy would be uh, in this movie, too, since she's such a such a big part of Westworld. She married Jonathan Nolan. That is his name. And I guess he's a screenwriter as well. They inked the Amazon deal together. Husband, wife. Well, yeah, that's uh, their their siblings, John and Chris. Yes, yes. Uh, John is the little the little brother. I guess. Tw- I guess Twandy. No, not Twandy. I guess Lisa Joy and <laughs> Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan met on the set of Memento. I think that's what I read. Not that it matters. No, it doesn't. I actually just googled Lisa Joy, and she's only forty four. Like, good for her. Yeah, she's doing the damn thing. Like, that's. It's impressive to put out a hit like Westworld and then be like, yeah, you, you're going to let me fucking direct a movie? And they're like, yeah, sure. That's cool. Do you want to write it too? Awesome. Yeah, cool. Great. Awesome. 
Um, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for the music too, because the guy who does the music in this also does Westworld's music, and I love Westworld's music. Westworld's, Westworld's music is stellar, so that's a, that's a good sign. Not a great sign on the reviews. Critics don't mean everything, but the hogs, when the hogs, they get down there. Once you get into the 70s, you got a real problem if the Google users aren't liking it. There's, we know this. We've studied it. It's, it's case studies on it at this point. PowerPoints. I wasn't too high up on this movie going into it, though. I really like Hugh Jackman and Becky Ferguson, so I'm there for it. We have some Asian representation. Natalie Martinez is in it, and she was in Death Race, and I don't know why I like Death Race so much, but I really enjoyed that movie. So. The Jason Statham one? Oh, yeah. Nice. With Joan Allen? Oh. oh. Nice. You're going to do a, watch Death Race one day on the pod. Death Race is a good movie. There's an old Death Race that's terrible. Ooh. From the 80s or something like that. Yeah, you, no, let's, you don't talk about stuff like that. Let's not reminisce. Yeah, that's fair. Why don't you give me your synopsis so I can eat my Saweetie meal? You're doing great, Saweetie. Thank you. So I read this synopsis out loud once, and I tried not to laugh. But <laughs> it's hard. Okay. I'm giddy with anticipation. A scientist discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long-lost love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. While, while a private investigator uncovers a conspiracy while helping his clients recover lost memories. Oh, wait, that was like, there's two parts to that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So... Okay. <laughs> what about your synopsis? <laughs> My synopsis is just like, buckle up, we are going to get confused as hell. <laughs> oh, buckaroos. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, Jim, you're so weedy meals up in your beetle. Buckle up, Caitlyn Jenner's coming for you. Uh, everybody grab your bongs, your seatbelts. And your broken video game controllers. And in three, two, one. And we're back from watching The Greatest Showman 2. <laughs> Isle of Man. I, I, um, it was the acting outside of Hugh Jackman and Thwandy was terrible. Those cops, Brianna, that cop scene, uh, like the one cop part of the dialogue was like, you growing gills for this junkie in the tank? I was like, oh, goodness. The whole like voiceover aspect of it had a very like Sin City vibe. But not in a good way. Dialogue but was... Yeah. It didn't work for this movie. It worked for Sin City. Yeah, 100%. But it had that, like, old-timey, like, crime, like, accent slash... Ugh. I don't know. I don't want to ever reminisce about this movie ever again. <laughs> Brianna, what'd you think of Reminiscence? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Fandy and Hugh, they did a great job. Becky, she was fine. Not my favorite role of hers. 
She does play a good redheaded whore, though, I must say. She plays the redheaded whore in quite a few movies she now. She plays the redheaded whore of the redheaded whores. The whoriest of the whores. Yeah, the redheadiest, too. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say I was confused. I was actually paying attention the whole movie. Had you been enjoying the marijuana, though... I could see where this movie would just be a mind fudgery. I I uh I, I was keeping I was keeping track pretty well of what was going on. Um, and then I yeah, sure. the, at the at the very very end, I I got kind of bored and I looked at my phone. <laughs> but that, that's a me problem. Uh, I, I I gotta say the the story was not great yet, still a little captivating for me, Brianna. I'm not gonna lie, like. I don't know what to say, man. Like, I was a little into it. Slow rolling movie. Jesus fucking Christ, did it take a while to build up. It looked really cool, and I think that's what kind of did it for me. Essentially, the world is set in a... It's it's set in a state where it's completely affected by climate change to the point where the city that he lives in, which we don't get 100%... Uh, uh, it's it's not 100% uh, clear if it's Miami, but it definitely looks like Miami. It and looked like Miami, but I've never seen Miami, and it looked like a huge city. It, it really did. It looked like New York, but it was definitely not New York, and it was completely underwater, um, half underwater. So half of the skyscrapers were underwater, but people still lived in these in the city. There were docks surrounding each of the buildings. Like, it was... There was a, a seawall that surrounded another part of the city, but there was still water on the ground in the other part of the city. It was it was very interesting, and it was well-designed, but the writing was not the best, and that's really what, what, what took it out, what, what took me out of it. I'm super high, by the way, if you couldn't tell. Uh, it, it, <laughs> the writing really took me out of it, and I just... I couldn't get into it. There were so many times, Brianna, where we just started cracking up at the stupidest shit that was not supposed to be funny. Yeah, this probably wasn't supposed to be a comedy, but there were quite a few laughable moments, and uh, we'll break them down for you, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder, obviously we're just giving you a spoiler-free take right now, just in case you want to go watch it. We don't we want to take anything away from anybody. That's your right to go watch a terrible movie if you want to. So we will break down those parts in the spoiler zone, but man, Jesus Christ, like... Once again, not confusing. A lot of questions, though. A lot of, like, why Why was this a motive for Hugh Jackman? Why was this a motive for his redheaded whore? Why was Twandy Newton here, and what was her motive? She had a grandchild all of a sudden at one point in time in the movie. Spoiler alert. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> it was just super bizarre. And it was the combination of a lot of movies that you've seen over the last 15 years. But I felt like it was, like... The worst parts. Um, the only thing it really had going for it was the look. It was clearly... Ah, it wasn't produced by WB because they bought the distribution rights for it. But there was clearly some money sunk into this. And that showed. So I can at least appreciate that. But Hugh Jackman was clearly the shining star in this for me. Hugh Jackman... <laughs> I'm still just processing everything. Hugh Jackman was the shiniest star, but it wasn't really... If you took him out of this movie and put him in another movie, 
it wouldn't have been that shiny. He was just <laughs> like the he was just like the best loser. <laughs> yeah, but his it was. Uh, I just. It's like the acting. His acting wasn't even that great, but I'm 100% certain that it was the dialogue that just wasn't coming across well. And it had nothing to do with his acting because he's a fantastic actor, and I stand by that. Uh, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Hugh Jackman himself, but... Oh, dude, like, I, I get it. Like, someone probably came to you and like, Hey, we're gonna do, like, this fucking crazy, like, Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy movie. And he was like, whoa. You get I'll to see the- Rebecca Ferguson's boobies. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, okay, uh, I'll do that. That sounds like something that sounds, like, deep and meaningful. And they're like, yeah, it's super deep and meaningful. Like, you'll be the hero and you'll be so deep and meaningful. And he was like, okay, yeah, cool. I don't really like how you... You keep saying it's going to be deep and meaningful. It sounds like it's not going to be the more you say that, but okay. And then, voila, we're here. Yeah, I mean, I could see where, honestly, you could sign. If I was Hugh Jackman and you were like, yeah, Jonathan Nolan is going to do this. Lisa Joy. A lot of Westworld people are going to be in it. It's basically going to be Westworld, but with Hugh Jackman and... A lot of water. He's like, Twan. they were like, Twandy, you love Twandy. And he was like, I do. He's like, you love Twandy, you love Becky Ferguson, like, it's gonna be great. There's gonna be, um, they're inventing a new language, it's gonna be awesome, you're gonna learn it. And, uh, it's all around, surrounds this sort of intervention (laughs) off of... (laughs) These drugs that Baca. look like raisinets. <laughs> Baca. Uh, yeah, essentially, like, I mean, I feel like that's what really confused me. It, 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 the movie itself wasn't confusing or hard to follow. The confusing part was, like, why are they writing the movie about this? Like, what? why is the motive to, like, steal the, like, we'll get into it, but, like, it, it, how many possible The raisinets, bags? yeah, the raisinets <laughs> were a whole separate story. <laughs> If you really don't care and you don't want to go see this movie, please stay tuned to the spoiler zone, which is going to be happening in a, in a couple minutes because I got a lot of questions from Brianna and we're going to go back and forth on this. I don't think we're going to go on too long, but it'll it'll definitely be entertaining, at least for me. Brianna, how many popcorn bags are you giving it? I know on your other podcast, Dope Flicks, you guys are very pro, like, not being negative about movies and you respect that these people took time out of their lives to make these. And I'm not saying I'm going to be disrespectful, but I'm not sure what was going on with this movie and who was like, this sounds like a great idea. And with that being said, I would like to give Reminiscence (laughs) a 14 out of 50 popcorn bags. (laughs) Because... There was just so Jesus. many things that I I just couldn't get along with. Like and what? that's that's my take. Okay, well, we'll I'm gonna get, tell yeah, you yeah, I'm we'll, not gonna tell you right now. I so don't tell Max that I gave it a fourteen out of fifty. And uh No, he thinks this is gonna be bad, I'm pretty sure. We talked Yeah, he's, he's I know, yeah, he, he did say he was like when you said we're watching this, he went, Oh yeah. cringe. Yeah. I would give it a no on the recommendation. It's not even one of those movies that I feel like down the line it's gonna be like a oh man, like you gotta see this movie, it's really great. Like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess ultimately 
Ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, a two-hour snoozer. I'm going to give it a 19 out of 50 popcorn bags myself. Okay. With a no on the recommendation because Brianna is right. This is, it's probably going to age well. Like, it's probably going to look nice in 10 years, but it's it's still going to be two hours long. It's still going to be not full of a lot of substance, and it's still going to be mainly unwatchable unless you're you just want to sit there on your phone and it's on fx or something weird and you're in a waiting room or something like that's that's a waiting room movie a air airplane movie i don't even go on airplanes but i guarantee you this it's is not even an airplane movie because like you you just you don't want someone to look over and be like what the fudge are they watching <laughs> what's, what's twandy newton doing spoiler zone <laughs> let's get into this favorite parts least favorite parts brianna why don't you start me off with some of your favorite parts favorite parts hugh jackman's physique fair wow Valid. wow his is he looking like a snack? He's got to be like 55, right? Something like that. He just, he doesn't even look like too muscly and like too veiny. Not that I'm saying in Wolverine he was too muscly or too veiny, but obviously he was Wolverine. Like that's fine. But he has just found like the perfect formula of like weightlifting, dieting, and like lighting. Because he looked, oh, chef kiss. Uh, the, the man takes care of himself. Me and Brianna were talking about this, and we were saying how, at least I was saying how, if if I was gonna, if I was, if they were gonna make me get in shape for a movie, and then I got to the point where I was like looking like a, a Hugh Jackman or a Kumau, then like what the fuck? I'm just gonna keep it up because like it's just maintenance at that point. Once you get that, getting there's the hardest part. Maintaining is it's just maintaining. You have all that discipline. You might as well use it. I know that's obviously easier said than done, but Jesus fuck, that'd be sweet to be that ripped. I'd honestly only be that ripped if you were paying me. Yeah, that's a big fact. Well, I can't say that. I'm pretty vain, so I would, I'd probably take time out of my. No, I guess I. I'm thirty. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't do it during uh, quarantine, you definitely aren't doing it now. I did it a little bit during... I got some stretch bands, you know what I mean? Did my daily walks. Yeah, you got an e-bike. Okay, well, (laughs) you don't have to tell people my business, Brianna. Why don't you... (laughs) You got any more favorite parts? (laughs) Everyone was getting Pelotons, and you got an (laughs) e-bike. I live for comfort. Island time always. Thank you. I'm going to start selling island time stickers. If anyone wants to send us a Peloton, though, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll do... I'll, I'll... Maybe Peloton wants to do a campaign where they're like, from from fat to less fat with Mantis. Yeah, from flabby to not too shabby. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, this is how bad the movie was. But Brianna, you got any more? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if this was a favorite part, but this is just something uh, that I noticed throughout the film that just made me like, I guess it is a favorite part. There's a lot of use of, uh, that doesn't make sense. There was a lot of microphones in this film, and they were all, like, really small and funny. <laughs> How, was it, I thought it was just the one microphone that was really tiny. They were all tiny microphones? There was multiple? Well, yeah, there was the tiny microphone that Rebecca Ferguson's character holds, and it literally looks like, I don't even, <laughs> it looks, it just looks so tiny, and it's so thin thin like the girth on the microphone was so thin i just couldn't even handle it and it looked like she was holding like a hot dog (laughs) 
<laughs> it looked like an ice cream cone. It was very small. It was very, it was very small, and then there was an, the other uh, Hugh Jackman uses what if a she lot just of has microphones. Huge hands? No, 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 no. She doesn't have huge hands. The microphone was the size of like not even a ballpark Frank. It was like a skinny. No, I think this woman has Andre the Giant hands. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Dwarfing this microphone. Speaking of and, favorite parts, though, the redheaded horse spilling her guts out to Phantom of the Opera was one of mine. Yeah, we've. This is the second movie now that wasn't Phantom of the Opera that we've seen Phantom of the Opera. A lot of Freddy Krueger Phantom of the Opera vibes going on in the movie world lately. They really like to make burn victims the front and center of a lot of things. I know, but they always make them villains, and it's like. Okay, Phantom of the Opera was doing it right. They were like, yeah, he was a little scary, but he had a heart of gold. Ever since then, though, they're like, oh, man, if you're a little gross looking, you're fucking baddie and not in a fun way. Yeah, definitely can't be ugly in a movie nowadays because you are immediately the villain. Like if 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 a movie comes on and I see a bunch of pretty people and then I see an ugly person, I'm like, oh, I know. Well, I know who the villain is, even if they don't say it right up front. Um, other favorite parts? Let me try to reminisce about some. <laughs> Ooh. Does Hugh Jackman have see. to get out of the water? That's like, not, that's not one of my favorite parts, okay? What? Oh, no, but <laughs> that like, okay, was not let's, it. Okay, but let's talk about that for a second. So, like, at the very end of the movie, we find out that I, maybe the entire time Hugh Jackman's just been reliving this point in time in his life and... He's like 60 Ooh. years old and uh, okay. or 70 he... years old and Fandy Newton's standing over him and she's just like letting him do his thing. Does she bathe him? Does she like, does he poop in that thing? And then she takes the, she scoops the poop out? Like Considering you... his prune level, he must have to get out. But like, that must be such a bummer. He must be so sad when he gets out. Well, he's probably, remember how he was, there was that, the bad guy, not the Phantom of the Opera, but the other bad guy, how his wife was obsessed with reliving that one moment where, like, she's dancing with her husband and she's pregnant. Yes. I think that was, like, Hugh Jackman, like, the, Hugh Jackman's thing. And then, like, he would wake up, kind of like Fifty First Dates, Thandie would show himself, show him himself in the mirror and she'd be like you're old just remember that and he'd be like oh man just give me some sleeping pills i want to go to sleep so i can wake up and go back in the tank Ooh, this is the shape of water part two <laughs> i guess <laughs> that makes sense to me i guess and I think, yeah, I think that was what it was. And, like, remember how crazy that woman went when she, well, she didn't go that crazy, but remember how shook she was when he, like, showed her, like, the mirror and she went, oh, gross, I'm, like, old and sort of mildly wrinkly. And he was like, yeah, it's been years. An, an undisclosed amount of time has gone by. And now you have some, a little bit of crow's feet. And so I think Thandie Newton, like, used to pop in the video and she'd be like wake up huey like it's time to go in the tank remember how old you are today and then he just goes and he like zonks out to the redheaded whore all day where's drew barrymore when you need her that's who should have been playing hugh jackman's role drew barrymore <laughs> <laughs> no i wouldn't have wanted to listen to her voice <laughs> Doing all those voiceovers. Swandy Newton, don't you think that we... (laughs) (laughs) 
I just want to find out where my love is gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have wanted that. Ugh. Um... I really like. I, I, what other questions? Hit me with your questions because your least favorite part is obviously the entire film. Well, okay. So, do you have any specific least favorite parts? Actually, first of all, did you have any favorite parts that you want to mention? Because um, mine are gone; they're all out. I really, I, I, I want to reiterate that I really liked the look of the film. I liked how the docks looked around the buildings. I thought that was really neat. I just thought it looked cool. I I I I, I want to I want that to be known. Uh, the interior design was not as wow inducing. I suppose it looked very metropolitan, metropolitan, whatever whatever you wanna whatever you wanna say. <laughs> like it 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 just it looked out like it was out of the twenties. Um, and I I didn't enjoy that that part for sure, but. I did like the I kind of liked the world building a little bit. Like I I they didn't really go into it as to what happened. You kind of just assumed and you and you knew. But I I I liked how they had this 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 cool piece of technology that they could use that the the police would hire them to help them catch bad guys. Some people would just come in to remember loved ones. Some people would come in to remember days where uh, they, before the war, where they had legs. Um, Some people would go in to remember where they put their keys, but it would actually be the entire plot of the movie. Yes, and I think that leads us to the <laughs> least favorite parts, Brianna, because overall, that was 100% my least favorite part, and I just, like, like, I'm gonna... It's funny because... No, when you called it, you called it when we were watching it, right? When she was like, I lost my keys. And you were like, people went into that machine just so they could find their keys. And I got to say, man, like, I didn't think you had it, but you did. Yeah, I, I, I like it just the whole movie. You, the, OK, for, so the first half of the movie, you think Hugh Jackman is just like looking for this woman who ditched him. Uh, and then you find out that she's a junkie, and you're like, "Oh no, this junkie woman decided to like skip she's out lost on lost in the raisinets." Yeah, and he was like, he was trying to find her, and he was like, "No, you gotta, I gotta find her." And then he found out that she stole from him, and he was like, "What the fuck? This is bullshit." And then he found out that she was like a con artist um, because she had to be. Well, yeah, because like she was being made to be one. Um, and then there was like a murder involved, uh, and then. She ODs and throws herself. She, well, she tries to OD. I don't know why she did both. She she took a bunch of Baca pills and then she threw herself in the ocean. Um, she could have just done one or the other, I guess. But uh, e e either, but either way, like, that, the whole the whole plot of the movie is just like because fucking this woman came in to look for her keys and Hugh Jackman helped her, fell in love with her, but she was gonna steal his shit. And then he was like, "Why you steal my shit?" And then now he just relives all the moments he had with this woman who stole his shit for the rest of his life. Yeah, it kind of goes from like, oh, what a redheaded whore to like, oh, she's the love of my life. Back to, oh, redheaded whore. And then he was like, no, I'm going to stay in this tub forever. I really love her. Yeah, it doesn't make, doesn't make much sense to me, dog. But what, what, what can you say? Uh, you have any least favorite parts? I know you did. 
Yeah, Phantom of the Opera's weird accent that he switches on and off. That's so funny. That's li- the villain's accent is one of my least favorite parts that I have written down. Sometimes it's like it's an okay accent where you're like, okay, yeah, sure, like this is fine. You know, I like how he's really going into this character, but then he loses it at some points, and you're like, oh no, what kind but of? But then accent? I also can't. It's like a fake Italian accent. <laughs> yeah, like I can't. It's. I kept saying it was like, like Don a, John. It, it, it sounded like <laughs> but a fan of the opera. It sounded like Tony Montana, but if it was done by, uh, like Joe Pesci, but if Joe Pesci was doing less Italian accent, like it was very weird. It was very strange. Yeah, and it just kind of he kept forgetting it, and then he would bring it back. I also couldn't tell if maybe his fan of the opera face feature might have made it better or worse i don't know if maybe he was like oh after that happened to me like it changed me and now i have this italian accent i don't know <sighs> yeah it's just, i guess the italian mob is big in in under underwater miami how did all the Another- buildings stay up <laughs> yeah how were those walls not just mush I mean, some of them were like you. Like there was a fight scene yeah, where even Hugh Jackman kind of like fell through a, like a mushy wall. Even in the fight scene, though, like it doesn't look mushy. Like you could still see that there's some structure to the wall, and it's like considering they've built docks and they've just settled into this life of like, oh, we're half sunk. Like you think that the walls would be a little more like squidgy, especially in Miami. Where we know their building inspectors are obviously on island time. <laughs> are there building inspectors in Miami? <laughs> There's probably one, and he's very busy. He can't really go at all the places. But yeah, no, the wall should be, uh, they sh- they're definitely porous. I don't know, though. Maybe they're built a little tougher for, like, hurricanes. I don't know. Ah, uh, dude, this was, like, a... Pu- Listen, drywall is drywall. Like, if you submerge drywall underwater for 10 years, like, it's not going to They stay. don't call it wet wall. Like, it's <laughs> called drywall for a reason. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, you got any more specific least favorite parts? I just saw, like, all my hair on my blanket, and it really bothered me. Um, More least favorite parts. I don't really like how there was no sense of what year it was. That kind of bummed me out, too. There are points in times where um, that woman who had her, who was, like, dancing with her son because she was was cooked in the head, and she just wanted to be with her (laughs) husband forever, and she would dress her son like her husband. She dressed like she was from the 1960s in her memory. She looked just like a 1960s housewife. But her son was yeah, probably was like... she like my grandma. She was dressed... Her son looked like he was like, tw- I don't know, like 20. And so, I mean, that would... You know, it, it felt like it was like a 1985 movie. Like, that's kind of the vibes you got in a way. Not a lot of neon or anything in that kind of sense. But, um, but then they had cell phones and stuff. They had cell phones that looked like really tough iPhones. You know, the, the like train. otter boxers covered in otter boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
The train looked really old-timey, though, and then, like, the fact that Rebecca Ferguson's character was, like, a lounge singer kind of made it seem like, what year is this? That well, lounge singers are, like, a thing still. One of the microphones she was singing in at the lounge was, like, a very clearly, like, large 1940s-esque, 1950s-esque That was some Billie Holiday microphones. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was... It was very yeah, but stylized. I couldn't tell if that was just like the the lounge vibe. Like they were like, we're setting a theme here, and this is what we're gonna do. But then it was like she was a lounge singer in the lounge, and then she was also a lounge singer, kind of like a a karaoke singer when she was in Nolans. Okay, so so I don't really know. <laughs> well, another tough part is that they kept talking about the war, um, and there was no specific name dropped, but they did say the Gulf. He's like, did you serve? And he goes, yeah, the, I did the golf two tours. And the guy was like, yeah, me too, three tours, western side. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Could have these... been like the Gulf of Mexico. We don't know. I, no, that's what I mean. Like, I was like, is it talking about <laughs> Iraq in the early 90s? Like, I don't know. I, I don't think so. So it, it was just very hard to pin down. That did that did bother me a little bit, Brianna. That's a good point. Yeah. And then and they just kind of kept, it was very like. They still didn't even give you any closure at the end. It was just like, oh. But then there was this this other thing that bothered me, which one was one of my least favorite parts, was at the end when you see old Danny Newton. Or no. It's not really at the end. But you see Hugh Jackman go to Thandie Newton at like her day job or like the job she gets after Hugh Jackman fires her from being the drunk assistant. That like... There's these people in these chambers, and then there's people that they keep in the chambers underwater, like, at the facility, and they don't explain at all. Like, nothing is explained about what those people are doing in there, if they're even people. Like, are they uploading their conscience? They don't tell you a thing. And it was just, why did we have to bring that in there? Why couldn't Thandy have just been, like, a boat repair person or something like i don't know it just <laughs> why did we have to give her this like high tech sophisticated looking job in a undisclosed time that it just bothered just like the raisinette thing like why did we have to introduce rebecca ferguson taking the raisinettes from the the guy gene like i just didn't get it why did they make up a language I, yeah, <laughs> Why I, did they make Manglish? <laughs> Canton Anglish. It uh, was Manglish. My subtitle said Mandarin. Oh, okay. And I'm sorry that Gaijin is not my Mandarin or Cantonese. It's actually Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all those people. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's all I got, Brianna. I, I, it's like after they introduce Saint. Not Joe, but like Jeh. 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 Like after they introduced him and like the the Baka, it was like, why did we have to meet Saint Joe in the first place? Like Rebecca Ferguson was just after Hugh Jackman the whole time because the skinny girl slept with the old guy and they had a baby. And it was, there was two, like, two almost important stories that merged into one, but they didn't really come together. Lisa, Saweetie, what are you doing? Anywho's. 
Mm, I think that Hugh Jackman <laughs> is an idiot in this movie because... So it's like, like a very weird Romeo and Juliet. He even explains like the story of Orpheus and that lady. Yeah. And it was like, so was that what the movie was based upon? Like, what? <laughs> I just, I, you know, he fell in love with this woman and it, it, and it kind of gave the impression that they were only together for six months to a year. It, once again, we did not get a solid time frame. I don't even think it was that long. Yeah, it might not. Actually, you know what? It wasn't that long because when he said, I love you, she was like, we've only been together for a few months. And he was like, ah, sunsets in, in the Gulf. I saw yeah, he felt he felt hard, and it was at first you were like, "Is he just like smothering her, and she just wants to get the hell out?" But no, that's not the case. Well, it was. I just didn't. I, he really fell. He obsessed over it. Clearly. Uh, oh yeah, and to, to the point where he spent the literal rest of his life, twenty years after meeting this woman who he only knew for a few months. He spent the rest of his life in a tank, just like remembering those few months. And it's like, Hugh, buddy, like you could probably find somebody pretty cool. Like you could just go on match. Like you're a good looking guy. Hugh, dude, like, you, like you you're your a good business. looking, like, you're a great looking man. Quite the catch, although quite the clinger. But that's fine. They don't have to know that. Like you don't see that right off the bat. But yeah. yeah. Hugh, like, you're going to meet someone else. And it's weird because if you think, like, oh, wow, like, he really found the love of his life, you would think they would show maybe a flashback of him being like, oh, man, like, I lost the love of my life, so now I'm looking for a new one, and, like, I found her, and so that's why I'm so attached to this one redheaded whore. But they (laughs) didn't do that either. Ah, Hugh, 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 twandy, twandy, twandy. They just should have shown him as like a hopeless romantic, like, oh man, I just want to find the love of my life. And then Thandie was sitting right there in front of him, a little drunk, but she was like, hello, like, what do I have to do to like get your attention? And he was just like, no, Thandie, like, pass. (laughs) This is one of those movies where like you, we, we can't even really sit here and be like, I would do this different. I would do this different because if you like doing one thing different would not change this movie at all. You'd have to do like five or six things different. Like this movie just needs a complete overall. Can we just, can we, can we just set the movie in the world that it's in, but do a complete, can we just get a Zack Snyder cut? (laughs) Yeah. I need a Snyder cut without the, without the. Without the memory stuff, which is the whole movie, so. <laughs> we either need the Zack Snyder cut without the Raisinets, the Zack Snyder cut without Jet Li, or the, Sna- the Zack Snyder cut with just, like, Hugh Jackman being a total babe. Yeah, and just wanting water. to find his, his, his long-lost love. Yeah. There's really too many plot points in this. Uh, I was saying to Brianna that there's no midpoint, and that really bummed me out. There's no There's no clear beats in this movie and that's if you listen to this podcast for a while now you know that's one of my biggest there gripes was a, there was the part where like hugh jackman finds out that uh rebecca ferguson is a con man and that like he's she set him up kind of but you don't find out how deep she set him up for like a while after the midpoint yeah, that's yeah. like you kind of find out, like, oh yeah, she just like she purposely stumbled upon his memory bank, literally. Um, 
But you don't find out how deep she was into this whole, like, ooh, Phantom of the Opera was shaking her down for all this information. And then there was the weird old lady with the kid who she pretended was her husband. And that was weird. I still can't get by that. I can't let, I can't believe they, like, let that slide by. Like, nothing was weird about that at all. Which part? How the mom was, like, making the kid be the dad. Yeah, that was super creepy, uh, and I hope that kid, he, that kid gonna get buff-fucked in jail, no doubt. In underwater yeah, that jail. Was, that was weird. Jails, jails in this world are probably awful. Get gout and sepsis and stuff. from the. Another unanswered question, the water tank that they all sit in when Hugh Jackman's, like, trying to sing them a lullaby, uh, do they change the water? I would assume, but maybe not. Maybe well, because they don't have wa- they don't have running water, so it would probably be really tough to change in and out. Well, the guy, the Asian guy that they had in there, uh, he probably peed himself. So I feel like a lot of people are peeing themselves, and they're just sitting in pee water from other people. Yeah, probably. Ugh. I bet there's not a lot of bathing going on. It doesn't seem to be a lot of that. That one woman was brushing her teeth out of a a, a, a crevasse of water. Yeah, yeah, and that that crazy lady always looked like she didn't shower. Hugh Jackman looked pretty dank the whole time too. He didn't look fresh at all. Ugh, now I'm all grossed out. Um, <sighs> final final thought, Brianna. What did what do what do you think? Reminiscence. Quite the disappointment that we all knew it was gonna be sorry i feel bad i feel bad that i'm always so negative but i look forward to the movies we watch each week and it's upsetting to me as well that each week it's just sometimes they're not that great i don't want to notice the negative things i just do yeah uh (laughs) i love being angry and mean and belittling entertainment people i'm just kidding i don't really like doing that but if you're gonna make a movie that makes me confused about why why you made the movie then i'm i'm, I'm gonna say it out loud i don't have any right to i mean i guess i have every right to no one's fuck off i can do whatever i want headlines our opinions yeah. headlines i don't brianna what'd you watch this week well I watched the season finale of The White Lotus, the real season finale, not the one that I thought happened. Do you like the show? Um, well, the show is slow, but unlike this movie, it does have like, ooh, <laughs> it all kind of comes together. I, uh, I do like the show. You know who's in it that I absolutely love? Who? Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico's in it. And he plays, like, he doesn't have a mustache, so that was kind of upsetting. But he has, like, a really nice body, and I was like, Uncle Rico, is that what was under that dicky? Hello. (laughs) Okay, Uncle Rico. Okay. Uncle Rico was, like, a fit-ass man. He wasn't, like, jacked like Hugh Jackman, but he was looking real, like, ooh, tight. But also not super tight, but tight enough. 
And that's really all I watched because I worked like every day until super late and then I just couldn't focus on anything. I tried to watch What If because I was like, I want to watch What If so I can listen to the recaps with Max and Mantis. And then I tried to watch it and first of all, I didn't have the focus. Secondly, I was, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of the animation style. Really? Sorry. Okay. I don't know. It was also, I could have just been peeved as hell from work and I could have just been blurring my judgment. But I didn't make it through the first episode. I almost did. I think you should give it another try. The last episode was the Chadwick Boseman episode. Quite enjoyable. You can check the recap out well, over at you Dope, told Dope me Flix that we did last week. Don't Flix the pod. Yep. Wherever you get your podcast from. I just, uh, you told me that Chris Evans was in it, and Chris Evans is not in it. I thought he was. Uh, it sounded yeah, like Yeah, you f- spread fake news. You lie to Which is weird because, I don't know, I think you talked about how, like, Disney is very protective of their properties. It's like, you already have a bunch of Chris Evans sound bites. Like, why can't you just slip some in there? I think it's because they just didn't want to cut another deal with him. Well, yeah, exactly, but I think Chris Evans is kind of being a little bit of a a diva. You think so? Yeah, well, he has, like, this whole new life that he's trying to, like, set forth on, and it's like, that's cool, I'm good, I'm happy for you. But we also remember you as Captain America, and uh, probably one of your greatest roles to date so you could just let us in on a little bit of uh cap it would help us transition into someone else yeah that's all well we'll we'll see him we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens i got one headline this week brianna tell me john leguizamo joins anya taylor joy and ralph fines in a new movie called The Menu. And... Rafe Fiends. Huh? His name is Rafe. Rafe Fiennes. You said Ralph. I did not say Ralph. Fuck off. Run the run the tape back. Either way, it uh, the, it's the, the do you know what the menu is? It's a it's a uh, darkly comedic psychological thriller set in the world of eccentric culinary culture. Centering around a young couple who visit an exclusive restaurant on a remote island where an acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu. Thoughts? Is it a movie? Yes. Um. Well, I really like Voldemort. Yeah, of course. I really like Anya Taylor-Joy. Of course. John Leguizamo, yeah, I'll, I'm there for him. So I feel like it's going to be really good, actually. Culinary I'm movie? pretty Come excited. On. Right? I really enjoyed Chef. That was the last culinary movie that came out that I can remember. I really liked that movie. I know they're totally different things, but they had a lot of culinary consultants on that movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for some Rafe. I love it. I love it. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm totally excited for it. I think those are three talented actors. I love um I love all three of them in comedy. Hope Gordon th- Ramsay's in it. I I I think the three of them do comedy really well, obviously. Uh, and they're all talented actors, so that 
that just I, th- I feel like when you put talented actors in comedies you just get something so much more special than like com- like stand up comedians in comedies do you, do you know what I'm saying you know what I mean is Anya Taylor-Joy a comedian no 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 I'm saying like, Anya is Ta- she a comedic actor no I'm saying Anya Taylor-Joy as a as a dramatic actor as a as a somebody who is trained to be an actor being in a comedy movie I feel that you can get a lot more out of people like that. Like I think that Ray Fiennes is fantastic in comedic movies because of just how well he is at acting. And I think that at a lot of times you can get a lot more out of people like that than stand-up comedians. Well, yeah, that's because these people are actors. And I'm not saying stand-up comedians aren't actors, but they're not necessarily trained as actors. That's yeah. all. I, I, I think it's interesting that in the last like 15 years we've seen a real move away from stand-up comedians becoming actors like i feel like the last time it really really happened was probably kevin hart you know oh really i was thinking like eddie murphy (laughs) no like kevin hart you know like we've been moving away but in the last 15 years you have kevin hart uh, like somebody like uh, a dane cook like that, like, but they're but they're moving away from that, and they're really not doing that anymore. Like probably because of all the Me Too stuff, comedians are probably just raping chicks left and right. Bo Burnham did really good in Promising Young Woman. Yeah, that's the Bo Burnham. He was just he looked real sad in that movie, and based on his his last stand up, I I kind of get he was why. just a tall sad guy. Yeah, uh, I got some other news though, Brianna. Adam, you Sam- said you only had one headline. I know, I'm actually, but I'm, but now I'm on the website and I see another piece that kind of. Kind of pertains to us, the Adams, the Adams family too. Okay, now going mm-hmm. day and date to PVOD and theaters. So this is a movie that was just going to theaters, now pivoting to a theater and video on demand release same day. Well, that must have something to do with Boston redoing their mask mandate starting August twenty seventh. In, in th- preparation for the f- billion people that come here to go to college and university and all the kids that are going back to school, which I'm not going to say is right or wrong, but <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> I don't got a fucking kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got a kid and I'm not going to college. So uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be masking up when i go to target i suppose i actually like the anonymity anonymity of wearing a mask because then no one can see me just wide open mouth gawking at them like oh Ugh. i love it nobody knows who i am nobody can see my face i walked into a place the other day this place where normally i have to have a conversation with the guy behind the counter for like 10 minutes um it before at wendy's COVID, when before, you got beat up by teenagers before before covid no 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 this was at the local sub shop and uh i walked in and he didn't even recognize me i had glasses on and a mask and a hat and he, he just kind of like looked at me kind of like is that like the glasses with the fake nose yeah like he's like is that who i think it is and i was like i didn't even say anything didn't really make eye contact just just got my shit and walked out is that my boy Mantis? I can't. I think so. I don't know. I bet the next time you go in there, he's going to be like, I think someone looks like you that lives around here. He's going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But I don't go in without a mask anymore, so it doesn't matter. Do you have any more headlines? Do you have any headlines? A... So this goes back to, this isn't a headline, but this is something that just popped into my mind because a bug flew in front of my face in my room, which is gross. 
But there's a scene in Reminiscence that Hugh Jackman... This is actually a funny part. It was probably one of my favorite parts that I forgot about. But Rebecca Ferguson's character remembers or she like knows that Hugh Jackman is going to find the Phantom of the Opera guy somehow. And so she tells him this like whole like thing where she pours her heart out to him and she's like, I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. And like Phantom of the Opera guy is the one that she's telling in person. He's like getting emotional and starts crying. And then she says Hugh Jackman's character's name, Nick. And Phantom of the Opera's like, the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> but Hugh Jackman has to walk into this, uh, he walks into, like, the place where the images come up from your memories. I don't really know what you'd want to call it. It's like this web thing. It kind of reminds me of those things that you used to play with when you were younger, like the little, like, skinny light stuff that were, they looked like really thin needles, but they also had lights in them somehow mind-blowing i don't know we need to bring those back but he walks through these like string things and it reminds me of when i have to deliver the mail and i call it caterpillar semen because i'm not sure what it is but there's always these like thin strands of something that hit my face or hit my arms and they attach to me and it kind of reminded me of that i was like oh is that what he's walking through am i walking through people's memories when i'm hitting this caterpillar semen and geez these are the things I think about. I think I need some sleep. Headlines. Headlines. That's it for headlines. Uh. <laughs> Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to end it on a nice Brianna rant for you. I, I wasn't really listening, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to comment on what she just said, but th that's okay. Whatever. I'm going to tell those teenagers next time at Wendy's to just fucking throw a Frosty at your windshield. The frosty they wanted to throw hands are you kidding me get out of here you should have just next time you encounter that problem just say shut up and then if they say something like shut up if they respond with shut up you just say make me and then you shut your window and drive away really fast brianna these weren't suburban teens i'm sorry don't you live in a suburb i wasn't in the suburbs well, where are Wendy's in Westworld? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was in I was in Waterworld. I was at the Waterworld Wendy's. We were on boats. Everyone was real ornery because they did live Dennis on water Hopper accost you or like what's going on? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. You can always hit us up on Instagram and on Twitter. Next week we are watching. I don't know yet. We could be watching Stillwater. We could be watching Joe Bell, uh, Green Knight. They're all illegally uh, attainable at this point, so we'll we'll get something. Ooh, maybe F nine. We could do F nine. We got we got options. We got options. Movies are coming back to the theaters. Delta virus is raging. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you, Brianna. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye, beans. Bye. Brianna was chatty tonight. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>